Well, it's not as... However many years you want, right. that's more gators than they should be getting called for. Right. Where do you get a gator? You buy it, on the, uh, buy it online. That's where you get everything. <laughs> Wildlife distributor or something like that. Yeah. You can buy gators online, sure. That's so weird. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. That's Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Nisnanski joins us live at about 7.20 this morning, but he just don't want to talk about the weather. <laughs> he might have a thing or two to say about council, too. Hometown guy, racing kid, you know. So we'll check in with Niz at about 7.20. This morning, prosecutors begin presenting their case against a former Milwaukee police officer, Michael Mattioli, accused of killing 25-year-old Joel Acevedo while off-duty at a party in his home spring of 2020. The jury's been seated. Opening statements wrapped. Prosecutors pointing to the medical examiner's report on Acevedo's death days after that encounter. They're saying he died from lack of oxygen to the brain, and the prosecutors are connecting the dots claiming Mattioli held Acevedo in a chokehold for minutes, and that is ultimately what killed him. Mattioli's defense attorney, Craig Powell, in his opening statement, painted a picture of a man in Acevedo with a history of health problems that could have contributed to his death, as well as drug use. The evidence is going to show that when he had to act, he did nothing more than hold Mr. Acevedo down until help could arrive. Mattioli resigned from the Milwaukee Police Department years ago, but is now defending himself in court. That trial continues this morning. Want to get to a couple of other local stories here. Uh, Wishing the chief of police a speedy recovery this morning. The irony of ironies. Milwaukee's police chief and another officer both hurt in a car crash. They are both expected to be okay. That crash happened near 68th and Silver Spring right after police and local leaders held a news conference on reckless driving. My friends over TMJ4 News, Steve Shamras, Susan Kim reporting. Dump truck slammed into the back of the chief's SUV. He and another MPD officer were hurt. Not life-threatening injuries, Michelle, but the chief was not in good shape. He was in a neck brace, you could see in the video, Mm -hmm. and was taken by ambulance to the hospital. They had wrapped, as Susan and Steve indicated, they had just wrapped a news conference about reckless driving. It's making national news, too. Right, because of that, right? Uh, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson saying in a statement, quote, the traffic crash that injured the chief was cruelly coincidental in that it took place immediately following our news conference on reckless driving. The uh, driver of the other vehicle did remain on scene investigation ongoing. And uh, we talked about it in the top of the hour news as well. Northridge Bank of the News, our partners at the Business Journal, Milwaukee Business Journal reporting, after doing everything it could to block the sale of the dilapidated eyesore to a private developer who had plans to turn it into anything else, City of Milwaukee apparently did reach out to the delinquent owners who are now withholding tax payments to the city, offered to buy the place. Black Spruce Enterprises telling the Business Journal if the city could match the last offer it had from that private developer, it would gladly sell the property. That was a couple of months ago. Now crickets. No comment from City Hall. My guess is the city is trying to go cheap on the price. And while I certainly don't defend Black Spruce or what they've done to the property, the fact they're not paying their taxes, nonetheless, if the city is going to block other efforts from private investors and buying this property and doing something with it, then they better be willing to pony up and pay the asking price. Right now we have inaction and we get what we get. 715, Brandon Snide has sports next. It's covered or it's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. A new era of, of Milwaukee Brewers baseball will get set to take place starting now on Monday. Shocking news out of Major League Baseball as former Brewers manager Craig Council decides to leave Milwaukee and head for Chicago. Council and the Cubs agreeing to a five-year, $40 million deal. Brewers owner Mark Antanasio addressing the media on Monday saying the deal to keep and make Council the highest-paid manager in baseball was always on the table. For several weeks, we've had an offer that would have made him the highest-paid manager in baseball, both you know per, per season and total package. I felt very good about that. And he made a decision to go another direction. Craig has lost us, and he's lost our community also. It's a, it's really a special place. And Nasia was also asked if the Brewers had any chance to counter the offer from the Cubs that Council ended up receiving. There was not a uh, an opportunity for a last look, but um, I don't, you know, the, the, the negotiation, I don't want to, you know, there's been so much information in the public domain, much of it is misinformation. I don't know that it's productive to, you know, have everybody revisit how the negotiation went. Council will end his Brewers career as the team leader in wins, losses, as well as games managed. And Nasio also confirming that the search for the next Brewers manager is ongoing. Over to the NBA, where the Bucks didn't hurt any feelings last night. Giannis had 36 points and 12 rebounds to help Milwaukee beat Brooklyn by a final score of 129 to 125. Gets it to Lillard. He'll feed to Giannis. Giannis spins through everybody and plunges it down. Oh, baby, what a play. Dave Kane on the call here oh, on TMJ. As the Bucks with the win, improving to 4-2 and two on their season, winning consecutive games for the first time this season. We could continue to get better, but to walk out of this building, um, just, you know, the flow of the game, you know, back and forth. And uh, there's a couple times where we, you know, they had the momentum and we didn't give up and we kept fighting and clawing and got back in the game. That's that was This was NBA basketball at its finest. Bucks with the off day today as they are back in Milwaukee on Wednesday night to host the Detroit Pistons. Lastly, the college hoops were the number five team ranked in the country, tipped off their season last night as Marquette gets off to the start. They had hoped for in their season, defeating Northern Illinois by a final score of 90-72. to Iguodaro outside the three-point line to chase Ross on the wing. Drives in the lane, lobs inside. Ben Gold stuffs it. That was a cold like Iguodara. Instead, it's a Ross to Gold. Same thing, Marquette up 16. Homer and Tony Smith with the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee as the Golden Eagles will be back in action on Friday night to host Ryder. Basketball in Milwaukee is okay. All me. good, yeah. That's, great great news. That's it. Good, that's all good I got. sports report today. <laughs> <laughs> Stone Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Disnanski joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Joined now live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline by Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Brian Nisnanski. I'm about to let you loose on Craig Council in a minute here, but but we're hanging on to some pretty decent weather here through the weakness. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be 70 like we had yesterday, which was amazing. Um, But we... I mean, we're not going to go into the deep freeze either. 50 degrees uh, for most of these days in the afternoons. And uh, really just one shot of rain, which is going to be late tonight into tomorrow. Uh, Scattered showers on and off uh, through the day on Wednesday. And then after that, it looks like smooth sailing all the way into the weekend. Highs around 50, lots of sunshine. Time to get your yard work finished up. All right, my friend. 
Oh. Here from Racine, I'm from Wauwatosa. We grew up kids <laughs> loving watching the Brewers like so many folks yeah. listening to us right now. Let me throw this at you first. I'm looking at the main page for the Chicago Tribune. I'm looking at the main page for the Chicago Sun-Times, and it's like barely a mention. Really? If, barely a mention. Now, there are some some pieces on it, whatever, but like something like this happened here, that is front page news, I guess. Well, that's uh, so strange. Right? And maybe that goes along, uh, you know, to be honest with you, maybe that goes along the lines of like a thought that I started to have after my real emotions started, you know, everybody's initial emotions. <laughs> after you cooled off. the ones that are really good ones. Yeah. Um, Maybe, and this is no disrespect, um, but maybe we put, as fans, too much weight on the manager position. Um, You know, because there's a reason why, I mean, these owners, whether you're the Yankees owner, the Brewers owner, the Cubs owner, no matter how much money you have, they make calculated decisions on what they value this person at for their company, like anything. You know what I mean? And, like, managers, put it this way, like, Jesse Winker makes more than Craig Council. Would we, would we be upset if Jesse Winker went to the Cubs? And that's no disrespect to him. But you get what I'm saying, Oh, I'd right? thank them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, maybe the value isn't there as what us fans think it is. I don't know if I believe that or not, but there's a reason why the owners only pay, and, and relatively speaking, little amount of money compared to, to other you know, assets of a team. Man, it's interesting because I'm I'm finding a, a better place on this than I was 24 hours, not even oh, yeah. 24 hours. I'm finding a better place on it this morning. I don't know, Niz, I'm with you. I mean, Craig Council didn't throw a single pitch. He didn't take a single at bat. I mean, I know, you know, he's he's the cultural leader. The manager is the cultural leader of your clubhouse and sets a lot of things in motion. But, man, I wonder if, like, maybe this doesn't get our, our guys charged up, the guys that we still have on the roster. He left you all, too. Yeah. That's true. You know, I, I agree. And, and I think that's kind of like for us, like maybe as, as, as far as a loss of a team, I think we're as fans just upset because we lost someone who we thought was ours. Yes. He, he, he is ours, you know, and obviously, you know, Brewers owner went out on all the different platforms yesterday and basically said, you know, he lost us. Um, and, I, I think there's that's what makes this so emotional versus like losing someone who we think was that important to our team. Uh, a lot of folks have have questioned whether or not uh, the Favre to the Vikings was better or worse than this. Do you have a thought on that? Uh, <laughs> I was I was a boober to Favre up, up in Lambeau <laughs> when he showed up in a Vikings uniform. Right. I was I, I let loose on that guy. I might have even burned a jersey in a fireplace. You may have. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what? Now I, I cheer Favre on, and I love I love Favre. I'm just going to be really, really interested. I, I, my father, I, I really hope we get a genuine, candid response from Council with this um, versus like something that's canned and you know the PR thing to say or something like that. Because when he made this decision, he he's obviously a very smart person that he knows what the Brewers fan base is going to do. So this obviously, as your guest before, Lori Nichols, she did it so perfectly saying this was such a weighted decision. She knew what, I mean, he knew, you know, what he was getting into by making this decision. And I think it's a lot deeper than just a few more million dollars. I think there is some really, there was some really, really, really deep reasons for this. Which is somewhat alarming for me as we go forward on the, on the Favre issue. Man, that was harder for me because he did it with spite. 
You know, like he knew exactly what he was doing, and he wanted to stick it to us. I don't see that in council, but it's still Uh, tough loss. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think there still could be some spite. I don't know. Like they didn't give him the tools? Yeah, I mean, you don't make that decision. You you really don't. I I really don't think you make that decision unless. um, Now, of course, there's other convenience factors. I know there's reasons of, you know, he could maybe get an apartment down in Chicago and his family could stay in Whitefish Bay. You know, there's all sorts of like convenience factors. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, Favre was definitely, hey, at least we had like a Jets Favre in between where he kind of went off the rocker, <laughs> right. you know, the whole like picture situation and the whatever that we kind of got softened up to, to the Vikings. <laughs> All uh, right. Great weather report, Niz. Yeah, guys, we'll get through it. <laughs> All right, my friend. Take <laughs> no care. Worries. Brandon has sports at 745. We'll dive more into the Craig Council decision and Mark Tauscher joining us just before 8 o'clock. That is all still ahead this half hour. We've had our share of exotic wildlife showing up on beaches around the state in recent months. We had those flamingos. Yeah, that's true, right? But they were just here for a cup of coffee, in and out, right? Well, then they showed up in central Wisconsin in a different lake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, now police responded to Grant Park. Okay, south side. South side. Milwaukee County still, right? Yes. Yeah. For a report of an alligator. Why is there an alligator in Lake Michigan? <laughs> well, I think it was wandering the beach. I was just out for it. It was a beautiful day, right? A very nice day. <laughs> right. I don't know if it's a beach day, but. Good day for a little hike, a little walk on the beach. Uh, probably someone's pet that they just decided to let go. That is not without precedent in these parts. No. Right? Every once in a while, somebody thinks it's a good idea to have an alligator in their house. They buy it small and then it gets big. Now right. it doesn't fit in the bathtub anymore. And then they just let it loose in a river. Or, or the beach. at Lake Michigan, Grant Park. Uh, I love I love the story, though, that there's a lot of the police officers shown holding the alligator. He's about, I don't know, two or three feet long. About yay big? About yay right. big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but everyone's got to get a picture with sure. the reptile. Uh, and apparently, Milwaukee Area Domestic Animal Control, Maddock, mm-hmm. this is like the fourth gator they've been called to assist with. In recent year. time. Yeah. This year? Or, or, fourth gator? Don't, don't quote me on that, but... Well, it's not as, however many years you want. Right. That's more gators than they should be getting called for. Right. Where do you get a gator? You buy it on the, uh, buy it online. That's where you get everything. <laughs> Wildlife distributor or something like that. Yeah. You can buy gators online. Sure. That's so weird. Not that it's advised. Uh, this news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. Great cut. Greg Pancake Hill producing the program today. Eric's off for the uh, next several days. He's uh, got some much-earned time off. Michelle Richards in for Eric today. Speaking of which, did you did you note upstairs there is still candy in this here office? We are a week out from Halloween. I can't believe you're shocked by this. I'm going to have candy for like two more years. <laughs> it is house, ridiculous. Did you not have enough trick-or-treaters? Well, no. My kids just trick-or-treated just brought, a lot. Okay. And people were just dumping handfuls. There, right, because that's where we were at at the end of trick-or-treat at my house was like, you know, my wife's like out there, I can hear her say, take two. I'm like, take the bag, get rid of this. So a lot of people apparently did that. Do we need more? I'm going to have to check because I'll be here for the next couple of days. So we I, do can, not need I more. can bring more. No, because, and part of it's because, you know, we're stupid here, but, you know, like you come out of here and you're hungry because we haven't had breakfast mm-hmm. or any sort of whatever. And then, so now it's just sitting there and you're like, ooh, a couple of these, Allergies. one of those. Right, which you wouldn't normally do. Mm-mm. Eric has type 1 diabetes. He's eating the candy. <laughs> I'm not, I kid you not. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have to. This is probably not real good for me. <sighs> I mean, 
He's got a handful of candy. You know why? Because it was there. It's there. So bad. All right. Well, there's some if you like it upstairs. No. Little, little treat, little reward for doing the no. program today. Thank you, you but no. <laughs> not that it's not rewarding enough. Hard pass. <laughs> Brandon Snyde has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. A new year, a new era of Brewers baseball is set to begin this season. Former Brewer skipper and Milwaukee native Craig Council breaking the hearts of so many as the longtime tenured manager decided to leave the Brew City and head south on I-94 to become the next manager of the Chicago Cubs. Brewers owner Mark Antanasio on the decision that left so many wondering why. It's allowed me to reflect on what we have in Milwaukee as a city and and play baseball in. And, uh, you know, what I, what I said to the group is we've lost Craig, but Craig has lost us and our community also. So with no manager in place, no direction really going on right now, Antonasio speaking on what's next for the Brewers. Yeah, we, we put a list together. We hadn't interviewed anybody. We had a couple of internal interviews. We haven't interviewed anybody outside because our, our sole focus was on retaining Craig. Been reaching out to team leaders to get their perspectives on the type of manager they would like, what's good, what could be better. You know, that will all get factored in. Ken Rosenthal tweeting out a few possible names just this morning about people that could be on that list to be the next Brewers manager, Don Mattingly, former Brewers second baseman Ricky Weeks, reportedly among those who are being considered. Is that yeah? Is rest that of the you? names on the list, it was like Major League. <laughs> this guy here is dead. <laughs> Cross yeah, him it's off then. A little underwhelming, but yeah, you know, there's still time. Seriously, <laughs> there's still time, I suppose. Ricky Weeks. I didn't know he managed. I didn't I know didn't he either. was even. I'm maybe he did. I don't know. Don Mattingly's 107 this year, right? I think it. I think so. Right around there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, not well. a good list. That didn't help me. No, you have, me, you're supposed to help me today. No, Snyder. I'm not helping it. I'll help you right here. The Bucks hey, winning for right. consecutive time. The first time doing Giannis so this stayed. season, they win 129 to 125 over the Nets in Brooklyn on Monday night. Ten point deficit. Giannis turns the corner. He'll take it all the way inside. A grown man's dunk. He comes away flexing, going the other way. 104.97. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as Giannis would slam in two of his team-high 36 points as well as tacking on 12 rebounds. He also had a key defensive stop and rebound late, helping the Bucks secure their fourth win of the season. He's a winner. You know, those are winning plays. And when you say it's a guy a winner or not, he defines that because he's willing to do whatever it takes for us to to win as a, a as a team. And this is not the first time. You know, I. I know it's just a small body of work with me as far as me being around this every day. I'm sure you've seen it hundreds of times, but I'm still in awe how he can take over a game on both sides of the ball, and I think that's what makes him great. The Bucs will be back to work at Pfizer Forum on Wednesday night as the Detroit Pistons are set to visit. And lastly, the college hoops where it was a good night for Wisconsin fans as the Badgers beat Arkansas State on Monday night by, the, by a final of 105 to 76, and the men's UWM Panthers also winning to begin their season, taking care of there it is, taking care of UW Stout by a final of 91 to 73. So you see what I did there? We started off with the Craig Council yeah, news. Good. We only went up. Bucks win, Badgers win, Marquette wins, Panthers win. That's all I got. Mark Tauscher joins <laughs> us next. 
Idea Man. When one of your kids is in third, fourth, or fifth grade, do you always know what grade they're in? Innovative. There's no way Sarah would ever have to ask that question, and I felt horrible that I did, and I probably should have just not asked. Is that a really bad thing, or just has that ever happened to you guys? And Packers Hall of Famer. I think you should know the grade, I, yeah, I Tausch, say, right? I, It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. All right, let's start here, Tausch. For about 10 minutes yesterday, when the news first broke, I kept waiting for someone to come and say, like, ah, yeah, that that initial report actually was not true. April Fool's. Right? Craig Council is not going to the Chicago Cubs. Was that, like, stunner, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. At the end of our show, uh, we started seeing reports that he was not going to get the Mets job and then he was going to go somewhere else, not Milwaukee. And, you know, looking around like, well, where would that be? Is it Houston? You know, what other jobs are open? And then all of a sudden that news hits that it's the Chicago Cubs. I think every Brewers fan, uh, it was like a punch to the gut. I think we all were looking at it and wondering, well, why? Why would this be the case? Because for, you know, once you kind of saw how the last season played out, you know, Craig joins you guys every morning before, so I would listen a bunch when you guys were having him on, and he did a really good job, like a fantastic job of not allowing this to be a distraction for the team throughout the season. Uh, And I just, I think we all thought that it was going to be going with David Stearns or the Mets, or he's going to be back with the Brewers, or... I kind of had a hunch that it was going to be where he was just going to go watch his kids. Obviously, we were wrong, and I understand why fans are incredibly passionate and irritated because there's nothing worse. I mean, the Cubs are our hated rivals. They come, we're mad when they come up. Their fans sometimes take over AmFam Field. And now I can only imagine, you know, Craig Council is probably looking at this saying, I know they're going to bump us payroll spend. I'm making double what I would have made. So I have a hard time really begrudging what he did, but I completely understand if it's straight from a fan standpoint, I totally get why everybody that's a Brewers fan is as irritated as they were. But yeah, to answer your question, I was shocked when I heard that. Tausch, going to your playing days, I mean, you had a, Mike Sherman was there for, he was only there for five years, so not as long as Craig Council is, but you guys had some success. I mean, playoff wins, he had 57 wins over those five years. I mean, those were some good teams, and then he leaves, has a bad year in 05, and Mike McCarthy comes in. Talk me through some of, like, what that, what is a locker room like when, when you lose your leader, when you lose that voice in a locker room? What's, what's, the, what, what's the reaction yeah, from yeah. players? How do you go about business? I mean, is it, yeah, is uh, it as usual so to go about it? <laughs> so in that case with Mike Sherman, there was a lot of disappointment, and it was like we let him down. Uh, I think from a veteran player standpoint, you know the relationship that you have with your head coach. Typically, if you're there three or four years, it's usually pretty good because that means the coach likes you and is going to play you, and you like the coach because you're winning. And then that season gets kind of unravels, and you really take a lot of – you feel blame and you feel like, what could I have done that would, wouldn't make this happen? So I don't know with in, in the council situation, but with Mike Sherman, I know – all of us, and Ted Thompson got up in front of us and talked, and he basically said, you know, this isn't the standard here, and we need to win. And he kind of laid a lot of it. Obviously, you put it on the head coach because you fire him, but that's because you can't fire 
35 players. But he made sure to let all of us veterans know that a big reason why he was walking out that door is because we didn't play up to our potential. So it that's the – there's always – anytime there's big change, and I don't care if it's sports or just in life, you always kind of reflect and take a look at what happened, why it happened, and what you're going to do moving forward. And that's obviously where the Brewers are at today. Tausch, apples and oranges, right? A baseball manager versus a football head coach. How much do you think the manager matters? I think a ton. Uh, And it's not as much just because I know everybody's saying, well, analytics, the computer's telling you when to put a player in and when to pull him and what the split is versus a lefty and everything else. But the thing that computers will never overtake is the, well, at least I hope not, uh, the human emotion part. <laughs> Have you listen to this show? <laughs> i got to watch myself. This artificial intelligence yeah. is rocketing, so I better watch what I say. But it is about understanding the feel for the game and the feel for what guys need and how you can pull people out of ruts. And uh, There is that human element and understanding the pulse of a clubhouse. I think it's vitally important. And that's the part. I think Craig Council did a fantastic job. And if you listen to all of the players' reactions for how this played out, that's going to be the hard thing to to kind of uh, replicate or bring in. You're not going to have the same history. And Craig Council obviously is viewed as a great manager. Otherwise, he's not getting that contract and having three or four teams pouncing to pay him top dollar like what happened when he became a free agent. Hey, we might have just touched on something here, Tausch. AI manager. You save all the money and just get the computer to... I think we'll have you replaced now with the left-hander. We'll try to get the one for you, young man. The only thing is, uh, well... You know, there, you could take a bat to a computer. You can't really do that. To, so if all of a sudden you're not happy about getting pulled in a game, you could maybe, well, I didn't hear him. He didn't. He, he or she, AI couldn't verify it. Smash, I'm going up to play. So I think we're still a ways off, but I I don't think it's it's probably not as far off as I wish it would be. I'm going sense. to need to see more effort out of you. <laughs> <laughs> what happened on that fly ball? <laughs> Why didn't the we hit the cutoff man? There's no excuse to get in your eyes. Yeah, that's <laughs> the cutoff man. The cutoff man. How many times do I need to tell you? We're on to something, Tausch. Uh, uh, man, I hope not. 